All righty, and we are back at Just Saying Sports for the uh, second episode. Uh, we took a little time off, you know, just to catch up on some sports. Um, both me and Steven were a little busy with school, you know, finishing up that semester. Um, but a lot of ha- a lot happened. I'd say a fair amount of stuff happened in uh, the week that we, you know, that just went by. Um, Decent amount of games, a lot of, a lot of upsets, a lot of shitty losses for a lot of teams. Um, let's let's start with the NFL. Um, firstly, Pat Patriots. Mm-hmm. Tough. That was a tough loss. Tough loss. As you can hear it in my voice, um, that was that was tough to watch. You know, first thing that comes to mind is why is Gronk out there? You know, I understand. You know, he's out there for a hail mary to tip it out, but see, the thing is, they had to go over sixty yards to get to the touchdown. Like, and Tannehill's not making that throw. He's not going to make that throw. So why is Gronk out there for backup support? Um, and something came out after the game that McCordy wasn't even on the field. So their top three, maybe even best D-back isn't out on the field for the last play of the game. I don't know. Bill Bill, Bill makes some crazy calls, like not playing Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl last year. That was That was really weird. And, you know, not playing McCordy for the last play when it's a – Touch do or die situation, and you know you want your best, you want your best te- defense out there. Um, so yeah, that was the Pats game. I th- I think we left a lot of points out there. Brady had an all right game. Um, Gostowski missed a big big field goal, yeah, big extra point. Yeah, he missed. He he didn't have that too hot of a game. Um, Boston Sports Info came out with a tweet actually into spreadsheet. Of all the quarterbacks that have won against Tom Brady, the most overall wins by a quarterback is Peyton Manning with six. The most regular season wins by any quarterback against Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill with four, and that's it. That's insane. He he went down a couple times. I know he went back to the locker room with a little ankle injury, but he's been so – he's been injured every season, I'm pretty sure, in his career. Um, Let's see what else we got. Ravens Chiefs. Ravens Chiefs. That was a good game. Pat, Patrick Mahomes. He's he's just a highlight reel, just a walking highlight reel. He, did you see the pass he did that he yeah, wasn't no he, look. he wasn't even looking at the receiver. That was insane. Uh, and then the the fourth and nine to Tyreek Hill. That was that was a big time play. He's he's a stud. He's a stud. And you know the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Um. You know, they, they've been pretty hot with Lamar Jackson starting and their defense kind of just – I mean, you can you kind of look at it as did the defense not show up or did Patrick Mahomes just overshine? You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's 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 kind of one or the other. It's not really – it could be both, you know. Uh, let's see. So that, one, that game went to OT. I know the Chiefs could have won it in regulation, but their kicker missed a field goal. And I know he had missed a field goal before the fourth quarter as well, mm-hmm. or he had missed one earlier in the game. Your Cleveland Browns beat Cam and the Panthers. Big one. Big one for the boys. That touchdown by Baker was pretty sick. Every touchdown by Baker is pretty sick. <laughs> Just saying. He's dangerous. Oh. Uh, let's see other games we got. Saints, you know, that was – you're expecting them to beat the Buccaneers. Buccaneers aren't, you know – with two quarterbacks that you know you don't really even know who's starting, they could they could start one every other drive. That's really how shaky the Buccaneers QBs are. Jets and Bills, kind of a wash game. Jets ended up winning. Uh, Giants put up forty against the Redskins. Not surprising. 
you know, Saquon, he rushed for a buck seventy and a TD. He surpassed a thousand rushing yards for the season, which is insane. That's ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Eli didn't throw a pick, but the backup went in and threw a pick. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Giants game without a one interception. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see else. What, what else we got? Colts and Texans. That that was a big one by the Colts. Andrew Luck had a really good game. Um, Houston's Houston kind of scares me. Uh, Deshaun Watson and is is pretty young and he's talented. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins is easily either the best wide receiver talent wise, or you know he's he's definitely a top three. I would probably put. Odell, D Hop, and then Brown. Number three is either Antonio Brown or Stefan Diggs. I always like Stefan Diggs. Speaking of Stefan Diggs, they're playing tonight against the Seahawks. Um that's that's a that's a big game. Seahawks have their last I know their last five games, four out of the five were home games, so they're trying to make the playoffs. Um let's see what else we got. The Packers beat the Falcons. I, I know Aaron Rodgers broke a Brady record. I didn't see what it was, but I know I know that was a highlight that he broke a, a, a Brady record. Um, 49ers, Broncos. Broncos were Broncos lost that game against the 49ers, but I think the Broncos they have a lot of potential. Philip Lindsay is a stud, uh, and you can't really control George Kittle having a 210 yard in the first half. And I think he was like four yards shy of like beating a record or something. And they didn't throw him the ball. Um, let's see what else we got. Chargers, Bengals, Chargers, 26, Bengals, 21. You know, the Chargers are scary too. Phillip Rivers is having arguably a MVP season. Um, I want nothing more for the Chargers to like make the playoffs and actually be decent. Cause Every year, in and out, Phillip Rivers is just doing some underrated things that no one gives him credit for because there's all these quarterbacks in the AFC that are just so great. But there's always Phillip Rivers just in the background, just winning games, winning games over and over. Yeah, I think I think you see that a lot just because, I don't know, Phillip Rivers is just Phillip Rivers. It's not really – he's just he's just solid QB and he doesn't really, doesn't really get a lot of hype, I guess. Um, but yeah, no Chargers are scary. They they'll be in the playoffs, I'm sure. Lions Cardinals kind of a wash game, thirteen to seven. The Raiders beat the Steelers. I don't know if you saw the the Steelers kicker. He uh, slid or fell when he went to tie the game. Um, what That's else? This is a bad loss in general. How can you let the Raiders put twenty four up? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then. Um, Steelers losing this week, and now now they're coming to. I don't know if they're coming to New England, but we're 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 facing them next week, so that's a big game for us. You know, both coming off of losses. I think a lot of teams that really needed to win this week didn't win. Um, but a lot of teams that, like, let's see, let's see, the Pats lost, the Jaguars lost, Titans win. That's Titans are playoffs too. Titans have a lot of potential. Um, so the Pats lost, the Texans lost, but the Colts won. So that's AFC. The Broncos lost. They needed to win. The Chargers won. The Eagles lost against the Cowboys. That game was unreal. I was watching a lot of it at like the first half. I think it was like nine to three, mm-hmm. and then it, the final score was twenty nine to th- th- uh, twenty three. So, I mean, there's a lot of points put up in the second half. Um, and then the Bears-Rams game last night, The I don't know what was going on. I think there was one point I looked up and Trubisky threw a really bad pick. It was like a really easy – they were just like the Rams were just playing zone and he threw it right to the guy. And then the next the next series when the Rams came out on the, on the field, Goff threw a pick the first play of the drive. So it was kind of like just a back and forth game, just a really big defensive defense game. Um, and the Rams kind of, they didn't really look like the Rams that we've seen all season. 
Gurley only got 11 touches too, so that's yeah. You got to get him more touches. Only 11 for 28. Yeah, and he's arguably I th- I think he's the best running back in the league, and you know I know he's leading the league in touchdowns. Um, but yeah, no, he he kind of had a really off game. I don't think they gave it. Get, you can't really give the best running back in the league only 11 touches. I don't, uh, that's definitely not enough. He's definitely going to be 20 plus, maybe even closer to 30. Yeah. Especially facing a Chicago defense that's, you know, showing up all all year. Um, let's see what else we got. Yeah, and then I mean we got the Vikings and the Seahawks tonight. I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Vikings to win. I've I've kind of like kind of followed into liking the Vikings. I like Thielen. I like Diggs. Kind of always been a big Kirk Cousins guy. Um, and not really crazy about Pete Carroll. On Seattle, um, got some big games next week. We got Chargers and Chiefs. That's a must-win for the Chiefs if they want to keep first place in their division. Yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs at eleven and two, and Chargers at ten and three. They've clinched playoffs, though, right? The Chiefs have clinched playoffs. Oh, for sure. The Chiefs clinched playoffs. The Rams did they clinch too? Yep, Rams, are Rams, in. Saints, and the Saints. Are in. Yeah, the Saints. So we got three teams that are already definitely in the playoffs. Um. Yeah, so that's our NFL little roundup. Um, Heisman, Kyler Murray winning. Yeah. Big surprise to me. So I'm honestly – I would say I was really surprised. I think he's – I mean, he's Bo Jackson 2.0. I mean, he's not as big as Bo Jackson, but have you seen his highlights? That – he is fast. Like he's got – he's got some fast – His baseball highlights? No, no, no. It was football highlights. Oh, yeah. He's he's fast, dude. Like, like so when they were like showing all the, all the highlights and all the other stuff on all three of them. First of all, Tua, I didn't I didn't realize how like his story. I didn't really know his story before watching the Heisman coverage. Um, and after you know watching Tua's story, I, I kind of wanted him to win it just because like the whole Hawaiian thing and the family thing, like. That's pretty cool, um, but did you did you see? So Kyler Murray, like they interviewed like the parents, and then Kyler Murray, and the the, the reporter asked his dad, like, do you do you think uh, like when when do you think he's gonna like surpass you in like greatness or whatever? And the dad was like, probably never. <laughs> like he said something like that, like basically saying that like he's not as good as his dad. This is a dad move, no and, matter what. Yeah, it's, and dude, Kyler Murray's mom like doesn't like sports. Yeah, like it. It was funny because like I could kind of picture my dad being in that situation, and like if his wife like didn't really care about sports, like the reporter was just like, "So, uh, Mrs. Murray, like, what do you what do you usually do when you're watching the games?" And the dad goes, "She's not paying attention." <laughs> And she's like, yeah, you know, when I'm at the football games, I'm probably just like looking at my phone or when I'm at the baseball games, I'm probably, you know, looking at my phone. Like she doesn't care about sports at all. She just like cares about, you know, Kyler's health and like making sure he's winning. That's really all that matters for him. Can you imagine being like a generational, possibly two sport athlete and your mom just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, safe. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was really weird. Like she. They they put the camera on her when he was doing his speech and like she she really had no emotion like I, I don't know it was it was kind of interesting to see but yeah no so I, I was kind of a fan of him winning um, I have a friend she that goes to Alabama and she was rooting for Tua obviously and I threw a little curveball in there that you know what if Kyler Murray wins tonight and then Oklahoma beats Bama. And I, I honestly, I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that just to just to shake the college football scene up. Like Bama has been so good for so long. Basically, the entirety of me following college football, Bama has been greatness. You know what I mean? So right. I, I don't really know. Like, I'm not crazy about co- following college football just because there's – it, there's just so much going on and there's so many diff- good players. Um, and 
you, you're you're gonna see which ones are really the the shining stars. You know, we when you know when it comes to the Heisman or when it comes to the draft. That's that's when I really kind of pay attention in college. But you know, I'll I'll watch the Oklahoma Bama game, and then the Clemson Notre Dame game. Wouldn't mind see seeing uh, Oklahoma uh, Notre Dame final. We both know it's not gonna happen. I, 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 I think mean, the Clemson game is just a, a nice bye week for Clemson. You think so? Absolutely. Is Clemson that good? Of course they are. They're well, good. I mean, Cle- yeah, Clemson and Alabama are like the one-two, like yeah, almost the, every year. Yeah, especially the last like three years. Yeah, no, I know that, but I don't know. I just you never know. It's it's football. Anything can happen. It's like any sport. Yeah, but uh, I think Clemson Clemson has a solid. I'd say ninety-five percent chance to make the championship and then Alabama Oklahoma who knows Kyler Murray's gonna go off no matter what but I think just Alabama is just gonna overpower them and take another W and go to the championship and we have another Alabama Clemson and uh who knows from there honestly I mean you saw what happened last year with Deshaun Watson actually no it was two years ago yeah two years ago who knows like sports anything happens crazy things happen but it's going to be Clemson or Alabama as much as we can be optimistic about these underdogs and having a Heisman on your team. I just think both these schools are just too powerful and too good at football to not make the championship. So, so the matchup predictor for Clemson is they're, they're 71.4% and they're the favorite by 11 and a half. That's the spread. I think it's a little – What's the word for it? Not generous, but the opposite. I think it's a little underselling. I think 70, what'd you say? 71. 71.4. 71's a little low. So you think it should be higher? I think it should be at least like 80. Wow. At least 80. Uh, but I mean, like, Notre Dame's undefeated. I mean, but so is Clemson. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's the battle of the undefeateds. And then, you know, Oklahoma, they're pre- they're, the spread is minus 14 on the Alabama game. Alabama has a 73% chance of winning. So their percentage is as higher. I feel like theirs should be lower. I think it should be more like 67-33. Yeah, that's fair. Because I, 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 don't, I don't know what Tua's injury is. I know it's like his foot or whatever. But like – You have I think Jalen Hurts. I, you, uh, yeah, you have Jalen Hurts. Like that, that was my boy. When I started watching college football, like – that was like Jalen Hurts was like he was the man. Like like I draft him in Madden. Like yeah. like that's up. Like I like Jalen Hurts. I I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's really NFL material. I think Tua is definitely NFL material. Obviously Kyle Murray's NFL material, more MLB material. I kind of hope he goes MLB. He already said he's just football's not an option. He said he's going to the MLB. He's already drafted. Yeah. So he's his MLB dreams are happening, and that's his choice. Um, no NFL for Kyler Murray. I think. I mean, well, so like Bo Jackson, he went. He was. He got drafted by both. He declined. He, you know, Bo Jackson originally got like drafted by like the Buccaneers or someone, and he said, "No, I'm not going to play for you." Mm-hmm. And then the following year, he got drafted by the Raiders, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm sure. going. To, I'm going to the Raiders. <laughs> like, I'm going to the Raiders." And then he was. I don't know. I don't know when he got drafted by the Royals. But he was, he he was on the Royals. I know that. I need to get that jersey. That jersey's sick. Um. So yeah, Heisman and college football talk. Um. Yeah, I th- I think those are going to be two good games. Did you see the the Navy Army game? Uh, I caught like the last bit of it. I was at dinner with my grandparents and we were watching a little bit. Um. I w- I watched the whole thing. Um. And it was it was pretty cool, just like all the stories, just about the the history of that game was pretty crazy. And they they had uh, Trump there. He did the coin flip, and instead of like flipping it, he like put the coin in like his palm of his hand and kind of just like raised the roof and just like let the coin like fly in the air. So he didn't really he didn't really like flip the coin. He kind of just like tossed it in the air and let it fall on the ground. That's actually insane. That's like psychopathic like 
Yeah, like they're like, all right, Mr. Trump well, or President, uh, flip the coin. And like Army or Navy, I think Navy had the call and they were like, heads or tails. And it like landed at NEU and the uh, ref was like, it's tails. <laughs> and Trump was like, congratulations. <laughs> like it was just funny. Like, I don't know, Trump being president's just. We're not going to talk That's about another that. podcast this is, for another this day. Is, this is a sports podcast, not a political podcast. Um, but yeah, no, that, it was it was funny seeing Trump do it. Is that one of those things that you think you'd practice? Like you know, like where you can go to center ice and like take a shot, dude. I would you practice coin flipping to for the NFL? No, Are you sure? I'm positive. If, no, because I'm not going to be an internet meme. Dude, he doesn't. Dude, he already is so many internet. I know, memes, but so ima- just imagine guys like, like us, like nobodies, and like we flip a coin at just say a BC Eagles game. Yeah, and we flip it, and they're like, "What the hell? This kid flips like an idiot." No, I wouldn't. Also, give, I don't give a shit. I I give a shit. I'd practice that shit all the time. Also, another thing, I heard this on Barcelona. And I found it insane. I thought I'd share. Okay. Did you know it's just as easy to win? Playing rock paper scissors shoot. Yeah, if you try to losing. lose, I've tried yeah, it with so many I've people. Watched that. I've won every time trying to lose. Hank is so funny. That's insane. Can you imagine trying to lo- like? If I knew this all these years ago, trying to lose and you I actually end up winning. I would have won so many things, and I wouldn't have had to do so many things. Like oh, rock paper scissors to do some. Oh dumb yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine all those shit that just I like a, have, like yeah? That's, I wouldn't have had to. That's done. wicked funny. So if you think, so like, what do you think? So what? Nothing. You, you just, just don't. Throw it. You just don't think anything, and you just. All right, let's do it right here. Let's right, do I'm going to try just once, just right, once. Right. Not best two out of three. Right, Are I'm, you trying to lose? I'm trying to lose. You're trying to lose, and I'm trying to win. All right, ready? All right. Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. All right, so I won. Okay. All right, so I won. So we. So the first one was we both were scissors, and then the second one was I went scissors again, and he went paper. So, I mean. I was also trying to lose. So you were I can't trying be mad. To, yeah, you were trying to lose, so you can't be mad. And I was trying to win, so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy I won. Um all right, let's let's move on. Let's get back. Let's get back to the podcast. Um I I haven't looked at anything in MLB besides a signing of Aldi. Ah, so many good things that in was, MLB this last week. That was huge signing of Aldi. I'm I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I'm very excited. Very well needed. Uh 17 mil a year. Just adds to our rotation, but it's tough because we have Porcello and Sal free agency at the end of the year. So no matter what, we'll have a big arm for the next three years, three or and four. Years. I think I think all if you you so you sign Evaldi, can do you determine do you factor in like are you okay with losing one of those guys? You know what I mean? I can lose Porcello. I can't I, lose Sal. I can't lose Sal, dude. Sales. Slenderman. I think if we have another productive year like we did this year, I mean, winning the championship would be ideal. But if we make a deep run and win as many games, I think it's a no-brainer for sale. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how much money we can offer, but and, and I know all, that we have Moogie bets coming up for free agencies here, yeah. so we got to make decisions on that. But sales just a key piece that we can't lose. So yeah, he's a big, he's a big clubhouse guy. As I mean, as little as probably people think he's not, he's definitely a clubhouse guy. He's, I, Sales has been such a big name for so many years that we've just heard many things about him. He's just a huge competitor, yeah. huge clubhouse guy. And, like, if he doesn't like something, he'll tell you, and, like, you better fix it. Yeah. Did you see the story many years ago where it was, like, right before he got traded, they were wearing – the White Sox were wearing their throwback jerseys, and it was a day that Sale was pitching. And he didn't like the jerseys because the cuffs on the sleeves were too tight. So it affected his pitching. Did you rip him off? Dude, he went through every single jersey when everyone was out of the locker room and cut all the sleeves off. No way. Insane. That's how like mental you got to be to play that game. And he fires on all cylinders, and I love that. Can you imagine going through a whole locker room and just cutting every single sleeve off? That's like when LeBron did it on the Cavs. Oh, like, yeah, you yeah. remember when they when they had like the short sleeve, the, the short sleeve. Like, remember they made the All Star jerseys? Those, yeah. No, he he ripped off the sleeve. Or like, there was somebody else in the league that didn't like him either, yeah. and you haven't seen him since. I think that was a Adidas move, and now the NBA is all Nike. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else in the MLB besides Evaldi? <laughs> we got so much. All right, let her rip. All right, so we got Corey Kluber, former Cy Young winner. He's potentially getting traded 
from a big, big rotation from the Indians. Uh, they just re-signed uh, Carrasco to a big deal. So they need to load off on someone. So I think Corey Kluber's the one to go. Apparently the Dodgers are interested, which makes me so mad because I hate teams like the Dodgers and the Cubs because they're just in it for every single person because they just have so much cap space and all these prospects. It's and like the Yankees. It's like That's another team, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs. They're just all those teams that have just so much to offer and they can get whatever they want. Uh, he is kind of old. He's getting – he's like – he's 32. He's Cy Young almost every year. Low ERA, always – Win and win again wins, so he's gonna go to a championship contender, and we'll see. Um, like I said, the Dodgers are interested. Uh, we also have Patrick Corbin going to the Nationals on a big deal, uh, probably making the best rotation in baseball. We got you got Scherzer, you got um, Corbin, and you got uh, who else? What's his name? Strasburg. There we go. You got Strasburg, so that's a Where's, pity. Is, has he been like, like healthy? He's been healthy, but they're just like slowly. Like he's still pitching. How a good old amount is he of, now? He's got twenty six, maybe. Because I re- I remember like the ESPN story on him, and he was like, he's thirty, so he's old. Holy, that's insane. Because that makes me feel old. Yeah. Because I remember when how many years has he been in the league? Um. Don't tell me more than ten. It's got to be like seven, eight. All right, so he's he gonna... started in 2010, and he he really doesn't pitch that much, just because like he had the Tommy John, and yeah, I re- I remember seeing like his like whole like, it wasn't like a 30 for 30, but it was just like one of those like ESPN like Sports Center stories, right? And I like remember him like coming into the league, and did he even play his first year? Uh, he did. He only pitched 12 games. He's been on like an inning restriction for like a long time now, and there was like a situation where there in the playoffs and he was still on that restriction he was like no like let me pitch like this is playoffs you don't get that but they're like no we're looking out for your future and our future because he's such a he signed a seven-year deal so like they need him for those seven years so they're not going to blow him out as much as they would like to keep him in and play playoffs but he did 12 games and then five games the second year and then other than that he's been doing 25 plus all right, so he's kind of he's they're getting his worth out of him, right? But I mean, he hasn't he hasn't really lived up to that ESPN story that I've watched for sure. Yeah, definitely hasn't lived up to the hype. I mean, he's got a low career ERA with three point one four. It's not bad. A lot of innings pitched, over uh, fourteen hundred strikeouts. So yeah, yeah, they're getting the worth. It's just tough because he had that restriction for a while, and but now. If you can fire, like if you can fire on all cylinders, they have probably the best rotation in baseball, which is just insane for a division where they're going to need it with the Phillies potentially signing all these people and, and being so young. And then they have the uh, the Braves winning the division and another big signing for them. So they're going to need everything they can get. They still need another relief pitcher and they need a second baseman when they lost. Um, what's his name? They traded him. Oh, uh, Daniel Murphy. Where they traded him to the Dodgers, and they're not going to sign him again. He's old. He didn't produce for them, and they're just going to have to find someone. So the Nationals are in pretty good standings. Pretty good signing for them. Are they? they are they going to re-sign Harper? They haven't ruled it out, but if they sign another second baseman or a relief pitcher, they're not sure if they can. If they can do it money But they don't, they don't think he's going to sign anyways. So, yeah, so they should just – they should – they offered him the contract. He already said no. Right. They should they should just go on go on their way without him and just go get somebody else. Even bigger trade, uh, Goldie. Goldie to the Cardinals. Who? Goldie. You know who, who Goldie is? Who's Goldie? I need full names in Paul baseball. Paul Goldschmidt. 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 He's the first base. He was the first baseman for the Diamondbacks. Oh, I've, produces every single year. Absolutely destroys the NL Central, and now he's in the NL Central on the Cardinals, playing against the Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates. All right, keep. keep and I'm going. ecstatic about it because I was big on the Cubs the year that they won the World Series, but then that's when everyone came out and was like, "Cubs are the best team in baseball." 
they're going to win every year. They have the best players. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And I'm over it. It's the same thing with the Yankees. Same thing with who else? Just so many teams that are just year in, year out. Oh, Cowboys. They're another big one. They're just endless with their talk. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we're the best team in football. We're the best team in baseball. We're going to win every year. So I'm just sick of the Cubs being on their pedestal. They got bumped out on the wild card this year, put them in their place. But now the Cardinals, they have so much cap space still. They're going to sign another player. I don't know who, but they have Goldschmidt, who absolutely rakes. Dude, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's kind of a stud. Dude, if you saw his stats against like the Cubs and the Pirates and the Reds alone – Insane. He's been an all star the last since 2013 season. Yeah, he, he's been an all star. He in his 2013 season, he had 36 home runs and 125 RBIs. And then, not the season that the Red Sox won, but the season before 2017 season, he matched that with home runs and had five less RBIs. So he's in this year. He had thirty three home runs and eighty three RBIs. So I mean, like his his career batting average is like two is two ninety seven. That's I mean that's pretty solid. Two ninety seven. That's pretty up there. Almost three hundred. It's not with, bad. With his best season average at three twenty one in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So I mean, like he. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see. I didn't. I had no clue who this guy was. Yeah, he's. And now I want him on the Red Sox. Oh yeah, he's not. I mean, we had we had talks about trading for him just because he's gone at the end of the season. But you don't really want to give too much up. The Cardinals had so much. They've been stacking prospects. They made some trades. They got they got Ozuna last year too, which is pretty exciting. And then they always have Carpenter, who absolutely raked this year. He killed it. Molina, all-time catcher, first ballot. Molina's still playing. Yep, first ballot Hall of Famer. He does need knee surgery though, but I don't. I think he'll be back. Yeah, he'll live through it. And he's he's just good first catching at this point. He's still from time to time a good offensive piece, but he's just known for his defense. It's like Sandy, exactly, but better. And I'm just I'm excited because I just like a shake up in baseball because. You can have a shakeup in baseball and just not, like, not affect the whole league. Like you can trade. Like Bryce Harper can sign. Actually, example: Machado can sign to the Yankees, which he is linked to. And you still have so many other teams that could just contend and knock you off. I think I think that's actually going to happen. Machado to the Yankees. So he's going on a free agency tour where he's pretty much just going around the country to the teams that are interested. And they're just like selling their pitch, kind of like what KD did a couple years ago when he went to like the Hamptons with the Celtics. And you know who went to that meeting? Yeah, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Big Poppy went. He did. Yeah, he did too. Big Poppy went to that. And I don't know. I don't think Brady was present, but Brady texted him. I know that yeah. somehow Brady got his number and like sent him a bunch of shit. But yeah, so Machado's just going around. The teams are interested. Which like I don't. I don't really. I don't like that. I don't care, dude. You're just like. He's a bum. He is a bum. You're, like, you're really going to go on a tour. You're going to go on a, you, go on a bum tour. He's dude. probably taking a, a freaking Chrysler minivan, <laughs> old school minivan, driving around the States. You know, who's who's going to pay me money? Nobody. You're a bum, buddy. The Yankees, are, the Yankees already said they're not going to pay him the 300 mil that he's asking for. Good. He, he's not He's not worth $300 million. He's a bum. But the uh, as, you can, as you can see, I'm not a Manny Machado guy. Not me either. I I used I to think, love him, but like his antics just made me not respect him as a player. I, I hope he stays in the NL, and whoever he plays for, they make it to the World Series again, and then the other team that's facing them wins on the final out when he strikes out and misses again. Like I want, I want that part too, so he can like, so everyone knows he's a bum. I love it. That was one of the best pictures and one of the best moments. Just so much Manny Machado drama with the Red Sox when he was on the Orioles. Getting rid of Dustin Pedroia with that dirty slide. Yeah, I hate just him. so much drama and just him striking out on the last pitch on classic Chris Sale slider and just oh, puts him on his knees. Glory It's just the best thing ever. So do you do you think that Pedroia is coming back next year? 
He should, but I don't know how well he's going to be. He's getting old. And I mean, his contract's he? up. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like you throw you throw him in like here there, but I don't. I think you still roll with your young guns. You, I think I don't really know. Do we still have Kinsler and? Nope, Kinsler's gone. He so was Kinsler's gone. So I think I think you, you we should start starting Brockholt more at yeah, second base, like very consistently. Didn't just let him just let him play like seventy five percent of the season at second base. Yeah. Because then, then when you have to throw him in in the playoffs, like he's he's gonna be fine there. Yeah, he's just he's super essential. He's just so scrappy that like we need like a guy like that where we need like a solid base in the gap, and he'll get you that. Like he's always been good for that. He always comes up clutch, and he's just a defensive stud. He's another player that I looked up to growing up, and he's just he's like the typical like like dirt dog. Like he gets dirty. He like throws his whole body on the line just to make the play. And you can't ask more for than that. Like that's exactly what we asked for in a player. And he he's probably the second like most represented like Red Sox of like current time, like since Big Bobby. I yeah. think he's represented exactly what Boston is and like what they should be and how you should act, how you should lead. Like as soon as Ortiz left, that was definitely Pedroia's team. Even though he wasn't playing, it was just he's that veteran in the clubhouse, and he's just gonna give these young guys all this wisdom and just give them all the tools they need. And hopefully he'll come back, and hopefully he'll do something for a little bit while we got him, and that'll be nice. But other than that, baseball, pretty busy week. But I think that's a lot of small stuff here and there. Like I said, Carrasco getting signed. Bailey Hamilton, probably the fastest guy in the league, signed to the Royals today, one mil deal. Wow. Um, nothing really. Nothing crazy big. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's MLB. Um, NBA. Big stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Um, I want to start off with Celtics are playing tonight. Um, Kyrie's not playing. Horford not playing. Baines, I think, is sitting out again. Mm-hmm. Um, Yabu, did you see that injury? Mm-hmm. That's That was really bad. <laughs> um, so he's definitely out. And then I think there was one more that's not playing tonight. Um, my dad said there was five guys out. Yeah, I just saw – I don't know who the, four, the fourth and fifth one is. Other than Bob Mitchell. They need him. They need him tonight. Six man with the lefty. Lefty off the bench. Um, but yeah, NBA. So Celtics, you know, did you see the big one against the Bulls? Yeah, that was it bad. Was, it was ridiculous. Like I, I wanted them to keep running up the score because I just want them to show to the to the league that they are dominant. And I mean, they did do that with what is it? Six wins in a row now. Five, yeah, five, five or okay. six, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Celtics are just something else. I think they're back. I think they finally figured it out and. Obviously, they're not going to win all these games in a row, but I think they're just going to become the Celtics that we expect them to be and reclaim that one-two-three spot. Yeah, um, I was I was really happy to see that with Jalen Brown back and Gordon Hayward back, so everyone's full strength and the starting lineup with Kyrie, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Tatum, and Horford really worked out well. And it's and it's I I think you roll with it. I think you roll with it, and I think until something happens that you can't really do it for like for like for an instance for tonight, like they aren't going to be able to do it because so many guys are injured. Um, but when everyone is healthy, I think that like that is your lineup. Um, I mean, maybe you can swap in some like Gordon Hayward for Marcus Morris, but I I don't know. I think having Jalen Brown and Gordon off the bench is huge because so when, so I was, I was, I watched that game. So when the first game Jalen Brown was back, he didn't start. And I was interested to see how Brad Stevens was going to, you know, sub everyone in. And I remember the first two subs were Gordon and Jalen and they came in for smart and Morris. So now you're back to your original starting five with Kyrie, JB Tatum, GH and Horford. So that starting five rolled for a little bit. 
And then Brad made a move that no one had seen before. He put in Horford. He No, he took out Horford, and he also took out Tatum, and he put in Baines and uh, Daniel Tice. So that lineup with Kyrie, uh, Gordon Hayward, Tatum – no, not Tatum, Brown. I'm, I'm mixing people up. Tice and Baines. So that that lineup that lineup worked well together, and then Brad finally took out Kyrie and put in uh, Terry Rozier. So now you got full, you got five bench guys, and I think even with your five bench guys, with Terry at point, Jason, uh, not Jason, Jalen Brown at two, Gordon Hayward at three, and then Baines and Tice at the four and five. I think that lineup's honestly not even that bad. I think it's it's gonna do it's gonna it, you that lineup will do fine against like the low level teams like the Bulls like that's easy easy dubs, uh, you know anyone that's a bottom ten team you can roll with that lineup and you'll be fine, but you know when it it gets to the Warriors when it gets to the Raptors even the 76ers and anybody that's a top 10 team, I think that's when you have to be a little bit more cautious of it, you know, minutes wise and, you know, just keep the rotation fresh. And, you know, when someone's chucking up threes, like Marcus Smart did that game, I think he was over five that game, um, you know, take him out. You know, he, he doesn't need to shoot the ball. He's, he's out there to facilitate and pass the ball. Um, but yeah, no Celtics, they're, they're looking really strong. Um, big game tonight. Um, LeBron versus D Wade. This is a this is a personal game for me. I so like two of my favorite players probably. I grew up being a D Wade fan. I had the Converse's when he was signed to Converse. They're my favorite shoes. Always grew up watching them, and then I kind of like drifted off to LeBron just because it's LeBron. He's such a big name, and kind of fell with that. And I'm excited for this game. Little fact there. 15 and 15 against each other. So tonight's the tiebreaker. Tonight's the last time they're going to play against each other unless the Lakers and the Heat make the finals. But you know, Sean Lavoie would love that one. Sean Lavoie would love that one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was a big D Wade guy growing up. I remember when he was on the cover of NBA Live 06. Yep. I, I convinced my mom to get it for my dad for Christmas because my dad liked D Wade. But realistically, he's not going to play the video game. I was just going to play it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I liked D-Wade growing up as a kid. That was the reason why I wore number three. It wasn't AI. It wasn't Babe Ruth. It was it was D-Wade. That's why I, I fell in love with that number. Um, but, yeah, no, it'll be interesting, you know, see the game tonight. I mean, I don't think the Heat are going to win. But, you know, we'll we'll see how many minutes D-Wade plays. Uh, against LeBron. Um, what else we got in the NBA tonight? Uh, that game's on at 10.30, which is a force. That's force. Um, I'm tired. I got work tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, – I'm, I'm like I'm like half sick. I don't know if you guys can tell listening, but I've been kind of sick um, recently. All right, so Jazz and Thunder, that's a good rematch um, of the – playoffs last year the jazz ended up beating them um the jazz are kind of sneaky good uh i mean they're 13 and 14 but the thunder are really having a good season i think they're really working well together you know westbrook's facilitating he's been injured a little bit too um pg stepping up a lot and then they're they're just bench their bench works really well together dennis Schroeder is almost six man of the year i would say um, what else? Pistons and 76ers. And that, they've just played a couple days ago. And the Pistons were, like, winning the whole game. And then the 76ers just came back. Jimmy Butler had back-to-back 38 or 37-point nights. Um, and he's, once again, still scaring me being on the Eastern Conference and being on the 76ers. It's just, that's just not fair in my eyes. Uh, Kings and Bulls playing tonight. Nothing really special there. Cavaliers, Bucks. Um, Bucks are really solid. I think Giannis is playing an MVP caliber player, and he doesn't have a jumper. And 
it's crazy to me that because so you compare MVP talent and they're comparing him to Shaq for MVP caliber player because Shaq didn't have a jumper. It's just Giannis's at Giannis's. I wouldn't say is being as dominant as Shaq was because no one could cover Shaq, but not a lot of people can cover Giannis. I mean, he's just he's a little bit lankier, so you can you know move him around more, but. He doesn't have a jumper, and he's still putting up MVP numbers, which is pretty sweet. Um, Shaq did say that, you know, if I'm giving up anybody my nickname as Superman, I'm giving it to Giannis, which is, which is big, yeah. Um, Mavericks and Magic are playing. Hopefully, I think Luke is kind of running away with the rookie of the year. I'm excited. I love that guy. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty sweet. Um Nuggets and Grizzlies, that's going to be a good matchup. Denver's favored by two points. It's probably Swaggy P's two points. Swaggy P, yeah. So Nuggets signed Swaggy P today. And Steven, being Steven, thinks that Swaggy P is a good guy off the bench, and I don't think he's going to play barely at all. <laughs> I, I don't – I think – that Swaggy P was signed because one, he's a shooter. So you know, you always got the guys, you know, gonna that could hit a bucket. But the Nuggets don't really need him. I think the only reason why you would need him is if someone gets injured. And if that if that happens, they still have their backup. And then so say their starting small forward or shooting guard gets injured, they have their backup. And now Swaggy P, so Swaggy P is like the third guy in line. He's like the third catcher. You know what I mean in baseball? Like, no, seriously, like that's that's what I think. That's why they added him. Like he's he's not going to dress up every night. Like he's going to be in street clothes more than half the time. Um, I just think there's plenty of teams that he could be a factor on off the bench. I'm not saying he's going to be sixth, seventh, maybe eighth man, but I think there's plenty of teams that just have terrible like reserves and terrible bench players that he could actually like be a factor on i mean no i I see what you're saying but i think i i'm just narrowing in on the nuggets part just because you know that's who we finally got signed by oh yeah i don't i don't think he'll be a factor on the nuggets i think the nuggets are just too good like one through five and then their bench players but i think the argument was that swaggy p could be a factor somewhere yeah, no, no, all right. So yeah, so I'm I misrepresented your your side of the the, the topic. Yeah, no, he he could definitely help a couple teams. Right. Um, what was I just gonna say? I was thinking of something. Um, oh, and and Isaiah Thomas isn't even back yet. True. So I mean, they're seventeen and nine without it, which is pretty solid. And Jamal Murray's having a really good season. Gary Harris is you know kind of picking up where he left off, you know, he's, he's, he's playing good when Jamal Murray isn't playing good. And then, you know, he's still playing good when they're both playing good. That was kind of a tongue twister, but hopefully people understand Clippers and Suns. I mean, Clippers, Clippers are doing pretty good. Uh, you know, they're top, top team in the West. And then the Suns are just doo-doo. The Suns are absolutely garbage, bro. DeAndre Ayton was spoken to by the coach. I don't know what happened, but Aiton's just not playing good. He's not really living up to the number one pick, I would say. Um, but they'll figure it out. I think the Suns – oh, speaking of the Suns, the Lakers were in talks with the Suns about Trevor Ariza. That's big. And, I, I mean, Trevor Ariza, it's big, but who do you send to the Suns? Plenty of people you could send. I mean, you have – actually, now that you said that, I don't know. Yeah, who do you – do you – like – because, all right, so say so say they do get Trevor Ariza. He's cutting into Brandon Ingram's minutes. He, he's definitely not cutting into LeBron's minutes, that's for sure. But he's cutting into Brandon Ingram's minutes. He's cutting into Kuzma's minutes. And he could potentially be cutting into – he he's going to be cutting into anybody else besides LeBron's minutes. And then maybe the point guard in their center. Everybody else, he's going to be cutting into minutes. So I remember I saw on ESPN that the only person really that they would give up is Kentavious Caldwell Pope, but he has a no trade clause. Like he he can tell he can like if the Lakers go to him and say, "Hey, 
uh, we want to trade you to the Suns, he can say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the Lakers. Um, Warriors and Timberwolves tonight. That's a good game. And then obviously the Lakers and the Heat. Um, Boogie Cousins sent down to the G League. He's been practicing with them. That's pretty sweet. Um, and yeah. So big, big announcement. We have gotten our podcast on iTunes. Um, so we're all going to put a link out on the Twitter and it'll get you. You can subscribe to the podcast. And when we release a new episode, it'll automatically download or you'll get a notification on your phone saying um, that Just Saying Sports dropped a new episode. So other than that, I would like to thank everyone for listening. And we'll be trying to follow up every week. Um, I know we took a couple of days off days extra this week to get it done but we're definitely going to be be strict about the you know once a week basis um and you know definitely reach out for questions or you know topics that we should talk about we're definitely you know willing to you know do, talk about anything really um but other than that don't forget to follow our twitter at just saying pod c and then you can follow me individually on Twitter and Instagram at Stephen Gowan twenty three, and mine's J Money five hundred eight. Um, but yeah, so we're signing out here, and uh, thanks for listening. Follow and I'll lead you. Don't let them deceive you. Most of these niggas are see through. They claim.